Hello and welcome to the Sidenetting Podcast, the place where there's all the latest goings on in the world of football, play a couple of games and almost definitely go off on a tangent or two. I'm joined as always by my friend, my cousin, but most importantly, my co-host, Kieran Burke. Kieran, how are we getting on? Good afternoon. We're getting on very well. Living the dream on this fine January afternoon. Sun is shining. The gods are looking down on me today and it's just, it's a beautiful day. You said that while you were looking directly into my eyes. That's why it's a beautiful day. Made me feel so special. We are coming off. I know you didn't watch it, Kieran, but I do need to do to verbalise my excitement on the Traitors final that was on last night. You need to go and catch up because it is some of the greatest telly that has ever been shown. Some of the best drama, Kieran, all you need. From your television. I've heard it's good. I do need to give it a watch. I've just uh, not got round to it yet. Although I'll probably see spoilers for it before I end up getting round to it myself. So I'm running that dangerous line at the minute of uh, when a series is really popular and everything online is about it. So you kind of know what's happening before you even watch it yourself. So I need to get onto it. Yeah, 100%. It's like I cannot push enough how good it is. I was in my living room. You're in my living room now. I was in here last night. Like you would have thought the football something was on the way. I was running around screaming, shouting the ups, the downs, the twists, the turns. It's it doesn't get better than this. But in a lovely little segue, some twists and turns for Liverpool fans the last couple of days with Jurgen Klopp announcing that he's done at the end of the season. I was running around my living room when I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> get him out. Uh on all in all seriousness, yeah. All right, Lampard. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, but seriously, guys. Um <laughs> But yeah, done an amazing job. But in terms of having a chance at winning the league, obviously it makes Liverpool a lot less competitive no matter what happens, who they get in. You see, you saw it when Sir Alex left United. You've seen it countless times with teams in the past where, you know, someone who's really galvanised that team and he is Mr Liverpool at this point. Going to be a massive blow for them. So, And, and to be honest, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see a few players not follow him obviously because it looks like he's going to take a year or so out but head head off themselves um I think obviously Salah's been talked about before already about potentially being on his way sooner rather than later so I think Klopp going will probably see a few although saying that they have rebuilt in the last year or so you've got a few new players in so so perhaps not he's he's leaving them in a decent position obviously they're looking very competitive this season could go out on a high Hopefully not, Hopefully not. but could do. Hopefully the only high they get is the League Cup there. But that's the interesting thing. You see it all the time when a big manager leaves. You see it in any sport. You see it with Ferguson, with Man United. If you look across the other sports, you see it recently, or you will see it recently, with Bill Belichick. Obviously a different situation if you know your NFL. We're there in very much a rebuilding year anyway, but you'll see it there with Bill Belichick. Every time a big manager leaves, Wenger, with Emery replacing yeah. him, there's such a chasm there that it takes a bit of time to refresh and set things up. And there'll be no shock if that does happen with Liverpool. If like there's talk at the moment is Jabby Alonso, I think it is. Mm. And I think whoever comes in, it'll be a massive task. I think you're right, a couple of players, there'll be a bit of turnover in the players as well. Be interesting what happens with Liverpool the next couple of years. I think a couple of positions down the table will probably be likely. But if they can keep going the way that they are this season and move that on, then they could yeah. be dangerous. I, I think you wouldn't fancy taking that job on now. 100%. There's a bit of an element of destined to fail, I think, slightly, because 
that's such a tough job yeah. coming in. You saw Moyes coming in after Sir Alex. Again, different situation because I think that squad were at kind of on their way out anyway and sort of coming to an end of being competitive. There was a massive rebuild needed. And in all fairness, Sir Alex probably left them <laughs> at a point they were starting to go down. So whoever was coming in had a tough job anyway. But following in someone's footsteps yeah. like that. You mentioned Jabby Alonso, obviously. I think Bayer Leverkusen are the only team still unbeaten um, across all the major leagues at the minute. So he's doing an amazing job there. But I think... Yeah, but that's it, all granite jacket. Oh, it's all it's all massive granite. Oh, just a slight diversion, but how good would it be to see him win the league? And, oh. and Kane going for a pity <laughs> league and not winning anything would be absolutely Doesn't get brilliant. better than that. It would be brilliant. But yeah, even the job he's doing there, and obviously he'd have that bit of love already from Liverpool. We've spoke about that in the past where you've got obviously Arteta at the minute, you get a bit of extra time when you've got that existing relationship with the fan base. But yeah. I think just coming in after Klopp would be such a tough job. And Liverpool are that sort of fan base sort of shown time and time again. They will give a manager time. It's yeah. not in a similar way to Arsenal. Maybe Arsenal fans do skew a bit more than negative, yeah. but they will, if they see a project there, yeah. they'll at least give a little bit of time. And Liverpool are even more forgiven, I think, a lot of the time where they'll give managers time. They're not like a Chelsea yeah. they don't or have a United. They manager turnover, do they? Yeah. So, interesting to see. But yeah, I think everyone will be breathing a sigh of relief from, from next season. And I've I've saw on, on Twitter the last few days, people saying, I'm glad we've played Liverpool at Anfield oh. already because, Jesus, that's not going to be a good place to go. It's not the best of times, but wow. Yeah, we'll get into the unlucky team that has to play Liverpool at Anfield for the first time since that announcement because it's going to be dangerous. But just a quick run. We were going to wait, but we've spoken about Klopp for five minutes, so we might as well keep it going. The honours that he's had, a Premier League for a team that hasn't won a Premier League since the 80s, an FA Cup, a League Cup, a Champions League, a Community Shield, a Super Cup, a Club World Cup. Like, some of those have more weight than others. But to basically win everything you possibly can, not even basically, he has won every trophy he could win with the exception of the Europa League where they finished second um, or runners-up, I should say, to Seville in 2016, which is first season with the club. Obviously losing two Champions Leagues as well to Real Madrid, 2018-2022. Lost the League Cup in his first season as well to Man City. That sort of gave you a little hint. I think they finished sixth in that first season, made it in the eighth in Klopp's first season, I think it was. And they got two finals and that sort of shows you. And the season after, they finished fourth. And with the exception of last season, that was as low as they were going down, battling this Man City team. Yeah. Like, obviously, Pep Guardiola's come out recently. I think it was yesterday. He had his press conference. He was like, no other rival yeah. like Klopp. Because the way that... When you're facing a team that has a million and five financial <laughs> doping charges against them, yeah. you're fighting such a difficult battle that he pushed them so consecutively. Like, we know how difficult yeah. pushing that City team is. I think they've won everything, but his, the most impressive thing I've seen is getting 96 points and finishing second. That <laughs> yeah. is ridiculous. Like when I saw the stat, because um, I think Liverpool have, under Klopp, had three of the top 10 highest ever points totals in, the, in Prem history. And obviously two of them, they ended win. up coming second, which was just, I think it was 96 points and 92 points. But that shows, obviously, Pep's got that respect because they pushed that City team to levels they wouldn't have got to if, if Klopp's Liverpool weren't there. And, and that's absolutely fair to say because you've seen in the past with these 
super teams, so to speak, they always have that team pushing them to yeah. get to those un that ridiculous levels that they get to. And I think it, it's slightly, as you mentioned, with the the financial charge. I think this is going to be an ongoing thing for the next few years because they're go- they're not going to be able to pin them down that easily. But obviously, when it does eventually come to fruition and they they get charged with whatever they get charged with, I think it, it'll get lost a bit in in the fact that Liverpool should have probably had another two leagues. Um, but the job that he's done, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. In that sense, though, life sucks. Um, yeah, tough shit, but. <laughs> But also individually, I was having a little look about his individual. He's won a few like best coaches on FIFA Best in 2019, 2020. He won the LMA LMA Manager Award. But he was also in the LMA, so the Manager Association. He's in the LMFAO Hall of Fame. (laughs) He's got the freedom. He's got a freedom of Liverpool, freedom of the city of Liverpool, which he got in 2022, which I was very interesting when I saw on a sports personality coach of the year as well, like, Outside of his stuff with Liverpool, individually, he's got a few little honours that he can hang his hat on as well for that work. He's a, yeah. All the cities you want freedom to. Though. Oh, well. <laughs> Liverpool wouldn't be my top choice. <laughs> got to be honest. But, you know, each to their own. You, you enjoy it, Jürgen. You <laughs> take your key to every house in Liverpool. I'm sure they'll accept you with that. But we might as well start then with the team that's unfortunate enough to have to head to Anfield. That's Chelsea Yes, on Wednesday night. Yeah, I think we, we've obviously gone on about that atmosphere at Anfield and what it's going to be like for the rest of the season, to be honest. But I think, yeah, Chelsea are going to be going into a baptism of fire Wednesday night. I've gone 3-1 Liverpool, um, not just because of that. Obviously, that's going to have a massive impact. The players are going to want to win every game to the end of the season of course they're a competitive group but I think that's going to galvanise that team now and... yeah. the first game after that with that yeah. Anfield crowd it's like both teams are on a three game winning streak so a streak's got to be broken here kids yeah Chelsea looking good we've spoke quite a few times this season in, in past pods about the inconsistency of Chelsea they've shown moments in quite a few points this season, even going back right to the start of the season, they started well. Then they had that run of games where they, they drew against the likes of Arsenal, um, Spurs. As, no, was it Spurs? They Spurs beat Spurs they beat with Spurs. the Highline game. They drew four all to City. That's it, City. Drew to City as well. So they've had their moments this season. So by, by no means will it be an easy game for Liverpool, but I just think that bit of quality they have... They've just been killing teams off at the minute and they just seem to come through. I think having that attacking power on the bench that can come off because oh, they have the, the interchangeableness of the likes of your Gakpo, Diaz, Jota, Nunes, where they can kind of... I know they all have moments where they're a bit less consistent and Salah's uh, obviously other, a big miss. But... Other players are picking that slack up. That's exactly. the thing. When Nunes misses three chances, then Jota's coming off yeah. the bench and he's scoring yeah. or Gakpo's setting goals up. So Bo- your mate Sabozla is coming oh, through mate. as well. Yeah. Like even Harvey Elliott's been playing decent yeah. recently. Yeah. Like, they always have someone breathing down the neck. And I exactly. think ha- you need that competition for places. And I think I've mentioned before, but I think going back to Arsenal, that's something we haven't really had this season, which has le- led to a bit of a dip in form for our front three. I think when you've got someone, you saw Martinelli, obviously with us winning well at Palace, him getting dropped and then coming off the bench and scoring yeah. two. It just ignites a bit of a fire. You need you need that bit of pressure, but I think Liverpool have that in abundance, and that's why you, as you've just said, when someone's not performing, someone else steps up, and I think that's allowed them to 
maintain form this season and obviously the reason they're, they're top of the league at the minute. Yeah, 100%. The run they're on, the way they're playing. Like When you look across the season, the only game they've lost was that Spurs game with the VAR madness. Yeah. like That's insane at the minute. And on the Chelsea side, can they handle what is going to be a very emotional night at Anfield? Not many teams can, not many teams have. I've gone 3-1 as well. We're on the same boat there. Yeah, I think it could get very messy. Like it could very easily be four or yeah. five. If, if Liverpool score early, yeah, Anfield, the cop yeah. will go up, and it will be a dangerous place tough. to be. Yeah, hundred percent. It's tough in the best of times, yeah. but yeah, wouldn't fancy it. I'm glad we've got that one out of the way. Although we do have Liverpool in a couple of weeks. But we have them at home. Thankfully, next, at the Emirates next weekend, the second, I believe, Big next one. Sunday. Big one. Yeah, so we'll get onto that on on next week's pod. But the next game we've got on the list here, Fulham against Everton. We'll go back to chronological order. That's Tuesday evening. Again, two teams, it's just inconsistency. Like They'll have a run where they win a few games. Fulham this season seem to perform pretty well against the bigger teams, but then they're not winning as many against the teams you expect them to usually beat. Um, So they do have quality in that team, but... It's just the inconsistency. And then Everton as well, obviously on the back of the the charges they got, then they went on that very good run and then they've kind of dropped off again. So I think it's a tough one to call this one. I have gone 2-1 Fulham. I think the home advantage is what tipped me towards Fulham in the end. I think if it was at Goodison, I I probably would have gone 2-1 the other way. But um, I've gone 2-1 Fulham this one. I think it'll be quite a cagey game. But I see Fulham just just edging it, to be honest. But it could go either way, that one. Yeah, I, I agree with the sort of sentiment that could go either way. Both teams have one win in five games. Guess, do you remember who Fulham's one win in five games is? <sighs> was it Arsenal? It was Arsenal. We love that. That was like that Southampton one. Do you remember that? Where yeah. it's like, loss, 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 4-0 win against Arsenal. Loss, I hate loss, those loss. sky graphics. Because uh, you know going into the game, you see it and you're like, oh, we're losing this today. No? Yeah. That's always the way or like... On the opposite way, it's like, oh, Arsenal have scored seven times in the last 50. Okay, we're not scoring today. Yeah, yeah It's sort of reverse jinx you or jinxes you in a way. It's a bloody nightmare. Um, but they're both, they're both off the two-week break. They both played in that first week of January. Obviously, Fulham had some cup games thrown in. Everton, Everton still in the FA Cup as they we are. speak on Saturday afternoon. They are indeed. They are. They're playing at home to Luton, I believe, this weekend. So... By the time you listen to this, you'll probably know how they got on on that one. Cup games, but no league games for a couple of weeks for them. They do come off a good draw against Villa, Everton. I can see them winning this 2-0. Okay. Not got too much to say on it. I think it's going to be, as you say, a tight, cagey game. Not much really going on. And yeah, I can... Fulham, oh, you think they're safe? They're only eight points off the bottom three. They could very easily be drawn into yeah, this. Could get, there's a few teams at the minute could get dragged in there, like the, your, your Brentfords as well. Mm. Um, they're, they're a bit at risk as well. Yeah, well, we'll move on to Brentford with that lovely segue there, kids. They're playing Spurs on Wednesday evening. Yeah, I think, obviously, Madison was able to play a few minutes yesterday in the Cup v, v City at the time of recording. So I think... That's a massive boost for them. I know Son's obviously away on international duty, but I think they've got a couple of players coming back now. They've kind of got over that spell where they had a load of players injured. They've got Van der Ven back in now as well, who's obviously a massive boost for them. Um, very solid start to the season for him. So I think, obviously, 
we touch on Tony as well, coming back for Brentford, came back with a bang last weekend. The Undertaker music was out <laughs> at, uh, <laughs> was out at the Brentford Stadium, so uh, it did make me laugh. But I, I think as much as as Tony's a big big boost for them, obviously much needed win for them last weekend. I do think Spurs will have slightly too much for them. I'm going two one Spurs. Brentford always a tough game, but I think we've spoke before more so if you're playing them at Brentford. It always seems to be a tougher game. They're really one of those teams where for them to stay up, you say they need to win most of their their home games and then their away form gets swept under the carpet a bit. But really one of those teams where tough place to go. But when you're playing them at home, you know, a bit of quality, I think will get Spurs over the line. So 2-1 Spurs on that one, but won't be an easy game by any means. Yeah, 100%. I've gone 2-2 in this one. I was just looking back through and in the head-to-head, you know, I like to throw in a couple of stats to back myself up every Hit now and then. Him. So last five, you've got Spurs have won one game, Brentford won one game, then there's three draws. Okay. And you know, on here, we love a Brentford draw. I do so usually love a Brentford draw. We've gone two all, but Madison's back and Madison's come back at a great time. They're well within reach of top four. They're only three points off yep. Arsenal and Aston Villa, both on 43, Spurs on 40. So the question for Spurs now is with Madison back and then when you get some back from the Asia Cup, can they really kick on now and push themselves right back in? Because it was looking dicey there for mm. those first, what, first month, first month and a half after Madison got yeah. injured. And then they really picked up a little run of form there in December. They're still well in it. No, they're, they're well within well reach. Yeah, I, I'll be honest, I do. I know Villa's not down as one of our... This is. Oh, we've already done it. Oh, no, yeah. we haven't. It's because I've, I've got a different <laughs> order on my... Uh, on my list, we'll go into we'll be, Villa. We've been then. jumping back and forth today, haven't we? We've been, it's we've been it's going with the flow. And we're going with the flow. Here. I've ruined the flow, but anyway, Villa then. I do see them dropping off slightly, if I'm being honest. So I think Spurs, I think as long as they, now with the players coming back, they get a bit of form going, I can see them getting top four, to be completely honest. I think they're currently the, the best of the rest, so yep. to speak. Um, so I guess we move on to Villa then. Villa yeah, well, I, I, I basically agree with what you're saying there. Um, I've got 2-1 Villa here. I think they're just going to edge it, but they do seem to be sort of having this little stumble. Mm. And I, I've said repeatedly, I see them finishing fifth or sixth. And yeah. that's not really changed for me, no matter how well they've done. And finishing fifth or sixth would be fantastic for them. But I don't think they have enough. And I don't think Emery has ever proved that he, as a manager he has enough to get a team to the top mm. four. Yeah, I, I have gone slightly against what I've just said. But I've gone 3-0 Villa, but that's more on... Newcastle at the minute for me, I think struggling yeah, big time. Last last seven for Newcastle since they beat Man United, they have lost six games and they have won one, and they, they're really yeah. slipping away from that European chase now. They just look like a deflated team. They look like they've run out of legs halfway through the season. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Which maybe is slightly understandable with some of the injuries they've had, but just Newcastle as a team, they're one of those teams you think never give up. Like they're always in the game. You, they can always come back especially at home. But lately, the games I've seen of them, they just really haven't looked like a team. Yeah, They, they just look like a bunch of individuals. They're relying on a moment of quality to do something in the game to get them a win. And it's just, obviously, Joel Linton's looks like he's out for the rest of the season. Now, big loss for them. Didn't think we'd say that a few seasons ago. Almiron's been tipped to leave, I've seen recently. Um, been tipped with a move. Obviously, there's only a few days left of the window at this point, but... He's not someone that's really lit their season on fire. Not though, really, no, not really. But even still, there's not that many. Obviously, Gordon's done pretty well this season, but they don't have that many like match winners. I'd yeah. say 
Obviously, Wilson's a good finisher. Got a lot of players out of an injury at the moment yeah. in general. I think they're struggling. They're struggling. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I've gone, yeah. I've gone 3-0 Villa. When, what was the score last time Villa and Newcastle played earlier in the season? It was a big It was a big one, wasn't it? Villa hammered them, was it? Or the other way uh, around? Other way around, I believe. 5-1 Newcastle. That was that first Newcastle. weekend of the season. I remember watching it, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So looking up for revenge there on that way as well. Yeah, I, I can see perhaps something similar the other way around this time, so... Yeah, I've gone 3-0 Villa on that one. Yeah. And so the last game we've got here, kids, we've mentioned a couple of times about teams being inconsistent. For me, Mr. Inconsistency, as I've written on my notes here, <laughs> in all capitals with an exclamation mark, inconsistent. Man United's last eight games, Man United against Wolves, this is on Thursday evening at Molyneux. Man United's last eight games, two wins, two draws, four losses, maybe inconsistent's a bit kind, Yeah, but just... So poor recently, and I've gone one near Wolves here. I've gone Wolves stealing it. Okay, yeah, similar thoughts. Not a game I'll be going out my way to watch. If I'm being honest, United this season just awful to watch. I think their own fans would tell you that. I've gone one all. Similar thoughts to yourself. I just think with how inconsistent United are, I do see them. As I've said about Newcastle relying on the moment of quality, exactly the same with United. They they need like Garnacho to score an overhead kick or someone to do yeah. something out of the ordinary rather than, you know, a nice team move. And it, it's never easy for United, no matter who they're playing. It's always a struggle. And I yeah. think that takes it out of a group of players. Um, and yeah, I, I think I can see them drawing that one. But obviously, Wolves, on paper, you'd want to be beating Wolves. But I just, yeah. I can't. I can't see him winning it. I've gone. I've gone one 0 in that one. Yeah, that's. And you say there, it's, it's a lot of save. You think even back to that patch where McTominay was saving them for consecutive games. They're they're not a team that looks like winning together. They look. They're being dragged out time and time and time again. And those sort of teams come unstuck. And Wolves are on a good little run. Not not lost in five. Or not lost in four. Sorry, one three drawn one, and then they lost the one before that. They've been on a good little run themselves, and they're looking solid. They're eleventh in the table. They're going to be wanting to push up. You go to United and you're going to be thinking you can gain some points on them. There are three points behind them. You can go level with United if you win this, if you're Wolves. And I think they're going to be thinking that way. Yeah, rightly so as well. I think Neto's back for them now as well, who's obviously massive, massive plus back for them. And I think I've said before, but they've got a lot of quality in that squad. Obviously, Huang's away at the minute, which is a loss, but they seem to be coping at the minute. But yeah, I, I I think they'll give them a good game. I just think United, you'll get someone crop up with a goal. Yeah. And I can see it petering out to a draw. But could could I would fully back a Wolves win. I think if anyone's going to win it, I'd probably lean towards Wolves. Yeah. So. That's just the way United have been this season. But we'll see how those predictions go. And there are some other games. I'll just do the usual thing. I'll read up the games we've got. If you've got any thoughts, any notes, I'm sure the Arsenal game will probably lead to a bit of conversation here. And we'll, we'll go from there, Keir. So you've got Arsenal against Forest, Tuesday, 7.30. Then the 7.45 game is Luton against Brighton. They've got Palace, Sheffield United. And then on Wednesday, Man City-Burnley. And on Thursday, you have West Ham against Bournemouth. Yeah, obviously, just touching on the Arsenal game, we want to go into that Liverpool game next weekend full of confidence. So it's an absolute must-win. Um, I think with how well City and Liverpool are doing at the minute, I think it's going to be looked at every game as a must-win, particularly against your lower-down opposition. So... 
I think will be interesting to see how we get on. Forest obviously look like they've got a bit of a, a fire up their arse, so to speak, um, since they've obviously got rid of Steve Cooper and, and Nuno's come in. So it will be a tough enough game, but one, you definitely hope that we're going to win. Um, and then obviously you've got a few games there with, with your lower down teams who would be desperate to pick up some points. Luton, tough game at home to Brighton. So see how they get on. Obviously, as you said, Sheffield United away at Palace, who starting to get thrown down there yeah. themselves. Obviously, Arsenal beating them well last week. Bit of pressure on Roy Hodgson at the minute. Yeah, Everton beating them the week before. So I think Palace will will be desperate for a win there. Sheffield United, they're they're at the stone stone bottom, as we like to say at the moment. They're in desperate need to start picking up some points. So and, yeah, another team in there desperate need to start picking up points. Burnley. Don't think that'll continue. Easy win for City there, you reckon? Yeah. As you say about Arsenal, we've got Liverpool, then West Ham coming off this Forest game, so you really need to be picking up points there. Forest beat Man United recently, as we say. That's not big win, so to speak, but still a solid win for them there. They beat New a struggling Newcastle as well, and they stumbled against Brentford last week. It'll be it's one of those games that you can sort of see go either way. You can see Arsenal getting dragged into a real sort of fight. Yeah, especially we've struggled historically at the City ground. I, I think it'll be a tough game, and just on City Burnley as well. Is it Company's first game managing at back the at Etihad. the Etihad? Yeah, it will City? be. Yeah. So obviously, I can't imagine it's going to go too well for him, but I'm sure he'll get a good reception after <laughs> they get pumped six 0 <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> Even it out a bit for him. And they got West Ham, another another team on a good run. No loss in five for West Ham, and they're playing. Bournemouth, who are on a bit of a tricky run of games themselves. I can see West Ham winning that sound enough. Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. Yep, good good little good little week of games. Yeah. And then the last thing I guess we'll round off on this half, Keys, is FPL. So not much happened, I would say, for me after last week's pod in the second half of that game week. Ended up on 45 points. Got nothing from Matt Turner. Saliba, clean sheet. Saka got three. Nothing major, really. I've very much got a team at the minute with Huang away, Simakas injured, Pau Torres injured, Sanchez injured, and I'm sort of just trying to keep my team as my team, and I've not been able to have the chance to go in and get anyone else. I've brought De Bruyne in for nice. Foden, because I feel like Foden won't really play much now. De Bruyne's back, I can see De Bruyne going in there, so just yeah. did that little swap with the double game week coming up as well. Yeah, I, I was robbed. Last game week, Saka obviously getting the assist for Gabriel, which then got given his own goal, but has since been overturned to be given back to Gabriel goal. But regular FPL players will know that they don't go back and reinstate the points. So I had Saka captain, and obviously, oh, you did as well. So that cost me. <laughs> that cost me big. Um, but not to suck. It does. It does. Not a bad week though. Forty-five points for myself and. I think, as we say every week, it's very, very tight in yeah. our league at the moment. I'm currently sat in fourth, um, but only 17 points behind top. So there's a real cluster yeah. in there. So, yeah, need um, to start picking up some yeah. points. Top in our league made a little jump last week. A good week last week did. Gabriel. Our mutual friend, Charlie Wills. Our mutual friend, because he had bloody Gabriel. So yeah. I think that, that explains it. But yeah, interesting. I, I do need to sort my team out for the week. I did look at De Bruyne, but just because I don't know if he's ready to start yet, that was the only thing putting me off at the moment. But 
I, I, I'm kind of sitting on a bit of money because obviously yeah, once Salah's back and Haaland's yeah. back, yeah. you'd want to get one one of them at least back in. I have enough money for either one. I have yeah. enough. I think I have 11 mil in the bank, so I've got enough for yeah. a big a big signing to so come in. I'm trying to keep it on the back burner at the minute and just sort of not not go too bold, but try and keep ticking along. Um, because there probably will be a few that don't factor it in and then they might have the odd week or two without them and then they might drop off a bit. So I yeah. think bringing them back in once they're back and then you have that blank coming up as well, don't you? Where I think it's Liverpool, Chelsea, Spurs, and I want to say Brentford. Okay, but there's there's another team, and then maybe it's Luton, but it's some someone else sort of lower t- lower table at the minute. Yeah, but, yeah. Like with everything, cares. We'll see how FPL and predictions and things kick on as the week progresses. When we're back next week, but that's all for the first half. In the second half, we're just back to a couple of games. So the second half of the show, we're going to jump back to a couple of games. So as we spoke about last week's podcast and the Christmas podcast, the next games-based, drinks-based episode is going to be the end of the season. So all the games, all the scores, all the situations are all leading towards that. So we need to get a couple of scores back on the board, kids. And with it being an FA Cup weekend while we're recording, I thought we'd set up a little cup-based quiz. Ooh. I know. Exciting. I haven't do this, the sound effects here. We ain't got the soundboard. <laughs> We've not got the soundboard this week. No drum joke for I, you. I was adamant for drum joke every time I said anything. Just put them. Next week, we'll go absolutely mad <laughs> on the soundboard. We'll be like, you know, like the American Zoo radio hosts where it's like, <laughs> hey, <laughs> one of those kind of situations. Yeah. Let's Not just provided by me, even though I know all of those sound effects work spot on. No, I'd rather you do it. <laughs> a Connor soundboard. Can you give me a drum joke, please? <laughs> that was shocking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, my whole life was leading up to this moment. We'll go well. back to the we'll back we'll be back to the soundboard. Oh, no badum tish for me. I stumbled on the badum tish. Oh, you've no... lost your big chance. That oh, was your big break. That's my big break. No no hiring. That's... A walking talking soundboard. A walking talking living doll. Big up Cliff Richard. Okay. We'll move past my absolute failure there to hopefully an absolute failure for yourself. So we've got a quiz here, kids. And the way it's going to be set up is going to be cup-based. So we have round three, round four, round five, the quarterfinals, the semifinals, and then we have the final. So what you've got to do is you look through every round and then you win your point. I'm looking around the room there. I'm not seeing a trophy. Don't you worry, kids. <laughs> yeah. We're not, you're not expecting me to win this. Well, we'll organise a trophy if we need to. So we won't organise a trophy. <laughs> so each question is going to give you an option of two teams set up in a form of a tie. So it'll be Team A versus Team B. And you've got to choose who you think the winner of that FA Cup round will be. Okay. If you get through to the minimum of the semi-finals, you win the point. If you get knocked out before then, then I'll win the point. Okay, let's do it then. Ready to go? Let's do it. Okay, so round three. Which team has won the most League Cup trophies. So it's going to be a mixture of League Cup and FA Cup oh. questions. And your tie is Liverpool versus Man United. Oh, <laughs> that's a tough start. Have a think. I could be out in round What's three. What's your initial instinct saying? My initial instinct was saying Liverpool. Just because I don't recall United winning many League Cups. But then do I... Because Liverpool always seem to be in and around in the League Cup. But City have won... The majority in the last six years. Well, City aren't there. It's... I know, but I'm saying like that's why it's hard. I'm gonna try and have to go back through the archives now. Yeah, because League Cup's not one you really 
you really care about all that much. <laughs> My instinct's saying Liverpool here. Yeah. If I go out in the third round, this Are you going to stick with instinct? I'm going to go Liverpool. Okay. The winner and through to round four is Liverpool. Yes. They have won nine League Cups. 81, 82, 83, 84, 95, 2001, 2003, 2012 and 2022. How many have United won out of interest? United have won six. Okay. 92, 2006, 2009, 2010, 2017 and 2023. Yeah, obviously I, I recalled the one from last season where they beat Newcastle, but I couldn't think of any really before that. So we'll take that. They'll all be round. <laughs> Think of the gate. Think of the gate. Oh, unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's through. He's on to round four. No disastrous exit at this stage. Okay. Next question in round four. We're on to the FA Cup now. Which team did Ashley Cole win the majority of his seven FA Cups with? Arsenal versus Chelsea. Oh, that's tough. That is a tough one. Um, my my gut instinct saying Arsenal purely because we have more FA Cups, which is is my logic. I'm trying to think what year he joined Chelsea, but to be honest, with Ashley Cole at Chelsea, all I really remember him winning was the Prem and the Champions League that year, where they beat Bayern. I'm leaning towards Arsenal here, but maybe it's a bit of bias creeping in. Because yeah, I can't to, really remember the point he joined Chelsea. I was going to say you got to think of when he joined, when he was with both clubs. Yeah, how many how FA long? Cups did both clubs win in that time? Because thinking about it, I think he left after the Invincible season, and he if he was at Chelsea until they won the Champions League in 2012, then that's eight years. And I don't actually know how long he was with Arsenal before then, but I have a feeling it's less. But I think we've won more FA Cups. And in that period of time, I don't really necessarily remember Chelsea winning all that many FA Cups. I'm going to go Arsenal. It's a cup set. He's out. He's out. Get the front pages. Knocked out in round four. Ashley Cole was with Arsenal from 1999 to 2006. In that time, he won three FA Cups. 2001, 2002, 2002, 2003 and 2004-2005. He went to Chelsea in 2006, left in 2014, and in that time, he won the FA Cup in 2006 7, 2008 9, 2009 10, 2011 12. Four FA Cups for Ashley Cole there, kids. It's a bloody disaster. He's a scumbag, anyway. I deliberately got that wrong. So, that's not ideal. That's not ideal. What we can do, and I don't believe they usually do this in the FA Cup. But we can give you a lifeline here. Okay. So that's one Phone question wrong. But now you have to go through to the final and win. I've got to get everything right. You've got to get everything right from here on out. I'll take it. Because we said to get to the semi-final. So if you got to the semi-final you got one wrong, then that would still be a point. So for suspense reasons, how about I answer all the questions and then you tell me at the end whether I got them all right. Ooh, someone's <laughs> put his producing hat on. Do you want these headphones? Yes, please. Hello. I need some new headphones. <laughs> Glad you offered, right. That leaves you on the editing pal. <laughs> oh, fuck that. <laughs> on second thoughts, I'm all right. Oh, okay. We'll do that. So we're back to the League Cup here. Round five. Chelsea got done for doping, so they've been knocked out. Arsenal have been kept in. 
Moving through the back door. Your favourite way to get in. <laughs> Bash. Round five. For which team do the players with the joint most at six League Cup wins play for? This is all-time League Cup wins. Your contest here is Man City against Aston Villa. It's got to be City, surely. So one player's won six with one... Uh, two players have both won six, won six with the one club. I think it's got to be City because I don't think Villa would have won that many in a period of time where there's one player at a club. I'm going to I'm gonna go City with that one. Okay, so you're locking in City. I'm locking in City. Okay, City are locked in and we'll come back to that. Okay, now it's the quarterfinals. One of these teams has appeared in a single FA Cup final but have never won. The other one has appeared in a single FA Cup final, has appeared in a minimum of a single FA Cup final, I should say, and won one. Okay. So it's Millwall against Coventry. So, so uh, they both appeared in a minimum of one FA Cup final. Yeah. One of them has never won the FA Cup. So I'm picking the team that have never won it. Yes. Millwall and Coventry. I hope I phrased that question correctly for you there, kids. It's still it's still turning around the cogs in my brain. I'm, so I'm getting that. Both teams have previously appeared yeah. in an FA Cup final. A so minimum one, of one FA so Cup final. So one of them's won it, one of them hasn't. One of them has won in one of their FA Cup final appearances. The other has never won the FA Cup. So I'm going with the team I think have never won it. Correct. Okay. Coventry. I feel like we're overcomplicating yeah, this question. <laughs> I'll be honest. Neither. Ne- I don't recall either side ever being in an FA Cup final. So it's going to have to be a bit of a punt here. Oh, do you not? No. Oh, okay. No. I, I thought you would have remembered. That's why the question was phrased in a very particular manner. I thought you'd remember one of them. I don't. Appearing in an FA Cup final. I don't recall either being there. Um, pure guess, I'm going to say Coventry are the team that have been in a final but never won it. Okay. It's locked but in. It's a pure guess. Now for the semi-final. Which team has the record for the most consecutive FA Cup final defeats. Chelsea versus Liverpool. The most consecutive FA Cup final defeats. Yeah. Winners from earlier on, if you notice the way the, the format's worked here. Final defeats. Consecutive. consecutive FA Cup. So they won in the most in a row FA Cup finals. Hmm. So I'm just I'm trying to think through it. I know Arsenal beat Chelsea in trying to think the years now but two so 2017 and 2020 I think Liverpool I remember them losing one to Chelsea but I'm not sure about consecutive but then obviously there's that gap with Chelsea my instinct saying Chelsea so I'm just going to go with Chelsea because I don't think me going back and forth is going to yep. shine any light on it. I'll go Chelsea. What this quiz I feel like always does is it always gives a real good insight into your brain <laughs> because the way that the way that you're always debating with your own head. I, I reckon if I just didn't answer the questions, <laughs> you'd just go into a bit of a spiral. So maybe that's one of the weeks. Maybe maybe the drinks episode, I just give you the questions. I'll, I'll give you the answer tomorrow. A Kieran mental breakdown special. It'd be great. Sounds quite good yeah. fun. And now we've got the final. Which team? Oh, the final actually spoils the winner of the previous question. So we'll come back to the final. Okay. Okay. So for round five, you said Man City have the 
joint most individual players for yeah. a team winning the League Cup. You are correct. That was Aguero and Fernandinho okay. with six. Quarterfinal. You said Coventry had been to an FA Cup final but never won. And that Millwall had been to an FA Cup final and had previously won the FA Cup. One of these teams won in 1987 against Tottenham. The other one lost in 2004 to Man United. The team that lost to Man United in their only FA Cup final appearance was Millwall. Ah. You got it wrong. You're a big loser. Just ah. like everyone from Millwall. Well, there you go. How do you feel, Kiz? We focus on the league now. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't want to win the cup anyway. Focus on the league now. You did get the semi-final correct. Chelsea lost three in a row. 2020 to Arsenal. 2021 and 2022. And the final question, we'll ask anyway. For a bit of fun, which team has the most combined FA and League Cup trophies? Man City versus Chelsea. Most combined FA and League Cup. Yeah, combined together. I'm going to go, hmm, actually saying that. Based on the fact Chelsea have lost the most consecutive ones, we'll go City. We'll go City because they're League Cup merchants. So, Man City have won eight League Cups and seven FA Cups. A total of 15 for you mass fans out there, big up Carol Vorderman. Chelsea have won eight FA Cups and five Wee. League Cups. And Carol Vorderman informs me that it's 13. So I win it all then. So I get the point. I won the final. You got that one right. But you no, lost, no, 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 no. You lost two. <laughs> I won the final. One second, I'm just getting something in my ear. What's that? Kieran's an absolute fucking <laughs> loser. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, Kieran, you've lost. Can we VAR that, please? Yes, you've, you've still lost. Oh shit! Anything else? We go again. Focus on the league. We're still, we're still in the Champions League as well. So you know that's the focus for the rest of the season. Regroup the lads together. We'll pick our heads back up. You know, mistakes. The odd, the odd upset can happen in the cup. It, it's no reflection on our season. We go again. Uh, Kieran, that mistake that you made that led to the team going out, how do you think that reflects on yourself and your performance? I think I'm fucking massive and gargantuan <laughs> and, you know, we, we're trying to keep it fair around here, so give Thanks. it to the minute the was. Thanks, Kieran. Unlucky today. Have a good one. No. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if they just turned around to Jeff and just went, nah, boss. You know what, Jeff? <laughs> Grabs the mic off him. <laughs> you know what? Someone I've been wanting to say about you. You sit at home all day in Watsits and your underpants and you think you can say unlucky to me. You ain't got a scrap of ball knowledge in that noggin of yours. So get fucked. <laughs> Just goes off. Oh. I'd like to apologise to Jeff. Um, <laughs> in the heat of the moment, it, just, it was a bit much. I'd like to imagine this is exactly the same time as the second he stopped speaking. <laughs> I would like to oh. just, just say sorry there. Like the Lampard special yeah. where it goes from happy to straight faced I'll go from raging to just really mellow that's <laughs> the plan oh anyway I'm lucky there kids that's a that's a point back on the board for me you've got a chance here to pick another point up with the return of sudden death now kids so the way sudden death works is we have a couple of categories on a wheel in front of me 
We're going to pick one of those categories, myself and Kieran, and go back and forth on these in sudden death format. And the first person to stumble, get it wrong, repeat any of those sort of incorrect manners, they will lose the round. So the categories we've got on the board today is Asian players in the Premier League because of the ongoing Asian Cup, African Premier League players because of current AFCON going on, FA Cup winners because of the FA Cup, and in honour of our old pal Jürgen, managers to win the Premier League, English First Division, any anything in its full era, anyone to win that. So, let's have a spin. What we got? Spinning round. We're landing on... Ooh, okay. Asian Premier League. Okay, the crowd are loving that. They're bloody delighted. It was a big, it was a big cheer. There was no drum jokes, but it was a big cheer there. Okay, Kiz, would you like to go first or second? Um, I think I'll go second. No second. Okay, I'm going to start us off with Park Chu Young. I'm going to go with Tommy Asu, Huang He Chan. Hyungming Son. Oh, Park, the Man United one. The the Parky boy. Yeah, I believe that was that was Chu Young Park. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But the Park that played for Man United. I'll go. Oh, oh, has he stumbled? Not again! Not again! Oh, five. I don't know why I've just blanked. Four, three, two, one. Oh, head in his hands. Head in his hands. I'm sure I had someone in my head and it just oh. and it vanished. It's the pressure, I, the pressure gets The you. pressure got to you. I had one lo- locked and loaded. Key for Sunderland. Uh, yeah. Key! It's round the goalkeeper! <laughs> Key! That's that's going back through the archives, that is. Well, it's like 10 years ago. Yeah, but that's like prime prime Premier League days, that is. Oh, that's a poor showing. That is a poor showing there. Big up the Asian community, <laughs> who I know... You know the rules. They well, I know the rules. You obviously don't know the rules. I'm backed by the Asian community. They love me out there because I know their mandem. Well, you... me and Sarpreet are like that. Well, Sarpreet's from New Zealand, so yeah, but he he's wouldn't got, have been... he's got the heritage. He's though. got the heritage, but he wouldn't have been an acceptable answer in this. Oh, you would not have been turning me down <laughs> if I said Sarpreet. <laughs> well, if you'd have if you'd have flopped him on the table, then who knows oh, what would have happened? I'd love but... to flop Sarpreet on the table. <laughs> Tell you that much. <laughs> That's the dream. Living the dream. Oh. Okay. The next round of three remaining categories. Spin again. I wonder if the crowd are going to like this one, kids. I think they might. I think they might give it a cheer. FA Cup winners. What do you reckon, crowd? Fans. Oh, they love it. They love it. Are we talking players or teams? Or? Teams. Teams, okay. Okay. I started off last time. I'll go with Arsenal. Chelsea. Leicester City. Liverpool. Manchester United. Man City. Who have we not said? Oh, he's not gone already. Tottenham Hotspur. Blackpool. Blackpool? Blackpool. Stanley Matthews. Hmm? I can check if you want me to. Um, Notts Forest. Sheffield United. Sheffield Wednesday. West Ham. Everton. Coventry. You bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you're looking stressed, dear kids. Stressed. The greys are increasing by the second, and I don't need any more of those. He's struggling. He's struggling. Look at that face. Aston Villa. Aston Villa. I'm gonna have a check. Please hold. So we'll have a look. Aston Villa, FA Cup. 
winners because they did lose to Arsenal in 2015. They have won the seven FA times. Cup before. Seven times. Pick up the Put Aston some respect Villa. on their name. Some respect on Aston Villa. Back over to you then. There you go. Wigan. Oh. He's having a ponder now. He's having a ponder. I feel like there's obvious teams. I'm completely missing Oh, there's it. definitely obvious teams. But that's that's the thing with this game. It all peels away from your brain. He's he's having a struggle. The count's about to, about to come in. Five. Blackburn Rovers. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a rogue a rogue shout. I reckon I reckon they would have won it. Let's have a look. Okay. Did that just say eighteen eighty four? Well, it's in the history <laughs> it of counts. the FA Cup. It definitely counts. They won the they last won the FA Cup in nineteen twenty eight. That's the thing with these teams. You can like, with how long the FA Cup's been going since what, eighty seven? So is you the can history re- of the FA Cup. You can really peel back on a similar Similar note of that region. I'm going to go for Wolves. Would you like me to have a check? Yes, have a check. Oh, it's not oh. looking good, bruv. It's not looking good. Oh, oh. we're back. No, <laughs> last win in 1960. Fuck it, they're giving them out to anyone, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Wolverhampton Wanderers. Oh, Jesus. I'm going to have to pull some out of the bag now, aren't I? <laughs> it's now just throwing random. West Bromwich Albion. <laughs> Have West Brom won an FA Cup? They've reached the four. They have won the cup on five occasions. <laughs> this is just brilliant. Oh, just name any team in the last, football pyramid and they've won it. Last won it in 1968. Right, well what you got for that. me? What have I got for you? <laughs> Give me something. Okay, I'm gonna gonna have a. Th- I'm gonna say Watford. Okay, I'm pretty sure Watford have won it. I think they have won it once. It's n- <laughs> Wait, did that just say nineteen twenty four or something? They made the final. <laughs> oh, finalists! Hey. Oh. Who did they lost to Wolves in the final? They got, they got oh, no, that was battered the to, by against Man City. Yeah. You know, they lost like six. they won in the semi v Wolves. Remember Delafeu? I was yeah. I was watching that here. I think. Oh, oh, that's beautiful. That is what a what a bloody <laughs> contest that was. That was one of me one of my favourites. They lost to Everton. That was in... just name football league teams, I think. Oh, Andy Gray scored in the final in 1984, and then they lost to Man City 6-0 in 2019. Nearly. Oh, two finals, but that's not good enough. So, is this a, a sudden death, sudden death? This is a sudden death, sudden death. This is the decider. This is the points on here. Okay, so for a point on the board, kids, to rescue, you got. I got a point earlier on. Can you equalise it? It's African Premier League players and English League winning managers. Oh. It's African Premier League man- players, sorry. And I'm sure the fans are going to love that one. And they do another big cheer there. I don't actually know if those cheers get picked up by the mic. <laughs> so it could just be dead silence. I might have to throw in a little, little sound effect. Get your soundboard back out. Get a soundboard out. I'll add it. <sighs> yeah, well, <laughs> African Premier League players. Ah. Yeah, we'll, we'll so, stick to the soundboard again. <laughs> okay, so... I'm going first on this one. Colo Torre. I was going to say the same. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, yeah, Torre. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Didier Drogba. Do you know the danger in this one is saying French players with African descent? Yeah. That's, the, that's a big danger here. I'll go Samuel Eto'o. A lovely choice. Mohamed Salah. Nice. Mohamed Elneny. I knew you were going to go Elneny. <laughs> I knew you were going to go I love an Egyptian. Yeah. JJ Okocha. Lauren. Oh, lovely. The man's so good, they named him once. 
<laughs> big love to Lauren. A lovely choice there. And big up to your sister as well. Big up. Okay. Let's just wait for a second. Oh. Rigoberto song. Rigoberto song. Manages Senegal. And he used to play for them. Oh, fair play. Rigoberto song. What uh, Prem team did he play? Cameroon. I do apologise. Cameroon. What Prem team did he Oh, shit. I forgot about that part. You just name an <laughs> Oh no! Has he played in the Prem? <laughs> yeah, oh, he's he played for West- Liverpool. Oh. oh, and West Ham. Oh, I forgot about that bit. <laughs> oh my god! Just name an African. <laughs> just do it. Oh, well. I was thinking Afcon. Oh, he's absolutely saved himself there. Big up oh, Rigoberto. That's brilliant. Um, well, that's thrown me off a bit. Huh? <laughs> um. Oh. I'll go. It's difficult when you're thinking about it. Yeah. I'm going to go Thomas Party. Oh, you should be up for that. I know, but it's the only name. It's not, it's not players that should be in prison. I know. It's my, the only one that was in my mind. So Alex Song. Ooh. Um. Koulibaly. Oh. Afcon is literally on right now. Riyad Mahrez. Uh, Kalechi Ihanacho. I'm really struggling. Yeah, I don't know why it's so difficult. It's tough. It should. This is going to be one of those where we look afterwards yeah. and they're going to. I'm going to. Have, am I allowed to start the camp? Well, give us a second. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sorry. Five. Oh, no. Four. Oh, three. Oh, Nana. Oh, he don't count. He's shit. Oh, fucking hell. Um, I feel like you've got loads locked and I don't. In. I really don't. Um, Emmanuel Dennis has randomly sprung to mind. Yeah. Igalo used to play for yeah, United. United. He yeah. was Nigerian. Good chart. He was. Yeah. Oh, he is Nigerian. He's not dead. <laughs> he was. He switched allegiances. Um, this is tough. This should not be this tough. No, I don't it shouldn't know why be this we're tough. so bad. It shouldn't be this tough. Um, I'm gonna go Wilfred and Played for Leicester. Yeah. I'm trying. This is a. I've got one, but I can't remember if what country he declared for. Zaha. Uh, as in. Wilf. Wilfred Zaha. Zaha. Yeah, he's Ivory Coast. I believe he played for England at youth level, but. There yeah, we go. Because I, I knew there was a thing. I just couldn't remember. Yeah. No, good chop. Good yeah. chop. Um, I'm really struggling there. I'm trying to think of like. Big, big like African teams in World Cups and yeah. stuff, and who played for them, and it's it's actually really it's as as we say, it's a lot trickier than it should be. It's when you have got the time pressure on there, that's mm. what throws it in. That's exactly it. Talking of time pressure, five, four, three, Czech two. Koyate that plays for Crystal Palace. <sighs> okay. I don't know what country he's actually. Oh. It's one of those. Does he play for? Senegal, Senegal, Senegal. Canato, or is he French? Yeah, I think he's French. Yeah. Uh, Oh, that was that was a tricky one. That was tough. I had no, I had no one else. I had no one else. To be honest, I don't know where I pulled Coyote from, but there you go. Well, well, well done, there, kids. Take your money and get (laughs) off my pro. The IU brothers. 
Oh, of course. Basuma, Idrissa Gay, Vissa, Willy Bully. Oh. Wilfred Bunny. Serge Aurier, Michael Essien. Aubameyang. Aubameyang. This is a... Mane. Oh, this is, I'm getting... <laughs> ben Rama. John Obi Mikel. Jeffrey Schlupp and Buemo. That's uh, not good. That's embarrassing. Are you not embarrassed? I am embarrassed. Blame the time pressures, but the bottom line is I'm coming away with a point. There you go. So so we end the episode there with a point each, Kiz, going on towards the end of the season. So, Kiz, as always, thank you for joining me. Pleasure as always. Everyone else, thank you for listening. The biggest podcast for people that can only count to three. Thank you very (laughs) much for listening. Have a great one. See you next week. Goodbye. To me, you know she's happy as can be, you know she said so.